This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Jay Severin. Heb Bush now has to support Donald Trump if he wins. So I think you may hear sometime soon he negotiated a deal that he had to do anyway. He was a hostage. They had a gun to his head. The laws would have kicked him off the ballots. He had to do it. So he said, all right, I have to do this. There's no way out. There's no way out. What can I still get for this? Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing? Those of you listening in China, hello. North Korea, South Korea. Hey, you're probably not listening to North Korea. South Korea, hello. All of you in Southeast Asia, hello. Europe, hello. And those of you across the Fruited Plains, hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you? Man, it's good to talk to you. Last week we were in Birmingham for our 828 celebration. Well, a celebration. It was tough. Our 828 gathering. Uh, if I had an opportunity to meet you and get a picture with you and say hello, hello again. You all were amazing. Uh, the weekend was tremendous. Uh, busy, busy weekend. And um, a lot learned, a lot felt. And it was surprising the amount, uh, the power, the energy that came out of that weekend. And of course, uh, big coming out of that weekend is the Nazarene Fund on MercuryOne.org. Help the refugees, the Christian refugees. Um, you can go to MercuryOne.org and uh, just click on the Nazarene Fund. I'll give you all the information and you can donate whatever you can do to help. And let's save some of these families. It's really struggling. You see what's happening across Europe um, someone on this network, I don't remember who, some guy, I don't know, named Glenn Beck, talked about some kind of destabilization of Europe. <laughs> it's almost like it's happening. I mean, it's not really happening. It's just almost kind of like it's happening. It's almost like his prediction came true. <laughs> uh, weird, I know. Really weird. We had a uh, call for action yesterday. Uh National Day of Prayer for all police officers, uh, all servicemen, especially for Officer Goforth. Uh, one of the things that uh, struck yesterday, and I'm going to try to read this to you without without crying. Uh, the first time I saw it, was, I mean, your tears well up immediately. But I didn't get an opportunity. I didn't go down to Houston uh, yesterday. So I was looking at some of the... Uh, Following the media coverage and the stories and the tweets and, and the Facebook posts, and they have a picture of his wife and son uh, going into the Second Baptist Church uh, before the service, and they show the little boy uh, with his uh, suit on and his Captain America shirt, and 
Well, I'll read you the two tweets. Deputy Goforth and Son had bought Captain America shirts together. Never got to wear them. Both wearing them today. Next tweet. Oh, man. The boy wore his Captain America shirt, trying to be strong for his mom. That's all you need to know. I'll put that, I'll share that story on my Facebook and Twitter page at Jeffy MRA and uh, Jeffrey Fisher. And uh, what else? We've got Planned Parenthood. Wonderful. They're doing great things. Wonderful things. Uh, In the midst, this should prove to you that it appears that those in Washington, D.C. could give a flying crap about you and how you feel. And this is like a huge slap in the face. And I don't know how many more slaps in the face we can take, but it's almost enough is enough. Uh, In the midst of the Planned Parenthood scandal, debacle, proof that they're, you know, an abortion mill, an abortion factory, if you will, uh... I think we have two or three congressional meetings, two or three congressional groups investigating Planned Parenthood. In the midst of all that, we decide, you know what? Instead of putting everything on hold until this all is shakes through, the administration used a maneuver... Planned Parenthood affiliates, Iowa, Missouri, and Montana gave them more than a million dollars through Obamacare Navigator grants. Money is given to nonprofits and health centers that agree to recruit enrollment in the Obamacare exchanges. And Obamacare Navigator grants, grant money, that money you don't have to prove diddly squat. Grant money is free money. Yes, we promise that we will recruit enrollment in the Obamacare exchanges. Okay, here's your money. Are you ever going to come back and see if we actually did this? No, we're fine. Here's the money. We believe you. So, I mean, what, one guy out in front of the store, we take a picture that says, hey, enroll in Obamacare and send it in. See, we did what you wanted. And we have more grant money, please. We're still just going to give them money. It's unbelievable. And it is so unbelievable that it is believable because every day we we see it, right? I mean, every day there's something. There's just a little something that makes you go, huh? Really? I heard on local radio here in Dallas, Texas, where this show originates. It goes from Dallas to New York, up into the space, and then back to you. Uh, Dallas crime is down. Just a regular, you know, little petty crime is down. Okay. Well, then I hear a local police officer talk about how they've done that. Reported crime is down. Because if you, if they get called to a convenience store 
or let's say they catch the guy running out or a girl running out of the convenience store with a case of beer. They're not going to arrest you. They're not going to arrest you. They'll give the case of beer back to the store and they'll, you know, reprimand, you know, say, hey, you shouldn't do that. It's bad. But it's under 50 bucks. So they're not going to arrest you. So the store owner can go online and bring up a sheet, print it, and then send it in that talks about the crime and report it. But the police officers aren't going to do anything. And so, you know, the police officer that I heard on the air talked about how uh, every day uh, thieves, criminals, uh, who have been arrested over, you know, numerous times over other things and have been down the road with this type of theft, know that it's not going to happen if it's under 50 bucks. So if they steal something, hijack something out of a store, you keep it under 50, you're fine. You're not going to jail. Well, now they're bumping that up to 100. Yay! Congratulations, Dallas. I'm sure they're taking their lead from Mayor de Blasio in New York and some other big cities across America. So they're bumping it up to 100. So you can do quite a bit of damage uh, to store owners uh, for, you know, 80 bucks, 90 bucks. And the police aren't going to do anything to you. Okay. Not one little thing. I remember working in a, a store where we had a huge uh, theft problem. And people would give you the wrong name. You'd catch them. They'd give you the wrong name, and we'd call the police, and the police would just issue a trespass warrant. I mean, they wouldn't even arrest them unless they had another warrant out for them. But they had to get the real name, right? So and we would just issue, you know, Bob Smith a trespass warrant. Well, then, uh, you know, two a week later, you see the face and go, that's Bob Smith. And then you got to try to find the trespass warrant and you got to call the police and say i got a trespass warrant well bob smith isn't bob smith bob smith is you know joe billings or whatever the name is so then we started when we caught you shoplifting we would issue you a trespass warrant and we'd take a quick snapshot boom and today and this was uh you know a thousand years ago before you could just take the shot with your computer, which you know I'm sure they do now, just like a driver's license or any other doctor's office across America. We need to take your picture, look into the camera, click. Um, so I'm sure that that's the way they're doing it now. Uh, so that no matter what name they gave you on uh, the trespass warrant, Joe Smith, you could look at that, actually look at the picture and go, no, that's that's you. That's you. But they still weren't getting arrested unless they had another warrant. And for the most part, you know, it's it's a pain for the stores. I mean, yes, you lose a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, you hope to catch a, a lot of it. But it's a real, you know, a real pain because if they if you get them arrested and then they want to fight it and you go to court, you have to go to court. And it's just it's a long, tedious process for, you know. 
$20 worth of stuff. You got the $20 worth of stuff back. And, you know. So I'm sure that's and that's what the police are thinking. Look, why do we need to go through it all if you're not going to go through it all? So if it's under 50, oh, I'm sorry, under $100 now in Dallas, ah, don't worry about it. Get out of here. You know, you shouldn't do that. Get out of here. Nice. Nice. Now, also, I'd like to, uh, we lost a friend to the network, uh, Scooter Jolly, yesterday. And by lost, I mean he passed away. And Scooter was a good friend to the Blaze, the Glenn Beck program, to myself, to my wife. And it's very sad to see him go, and he's been struggling with uh, with illness for a while. Um, he was our homeless man reporter for a while on the uh, Glenn Beck radio program, and then he moved down here to Texas as well and was uh, trying to... Uh, Trying to, I don't know if get back on his feet is the right term because at one point not long ago I went to visit him and he was at his uh, apartment that he was living in. And it was, you know, less than ideal place to live. And he, we, during our talk, he talked about I lived better when I was living in my van. And so getting yourself together is really not really the term. But, I mean, he moved here and he was just trying to maybe get back into uh, the the everyday what people think is normal life. And uh, he had plenty of struggles. But we had an opportunity. I had an opportunity to meet his family, sons, and they were very, very nice. And I'm very sad to see that their father passed away. And he was a good man. And he will be remembered. He'll be remembered by many. So say a prayer for Scooter Jolly and his family. And uh, just know. Just know you'll be remembered. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. My oldest is on her seventh year of Chinese, and um, and, and just started high school. Now, what do you think by the time she's ready for college? What do you think will serve her better? What is more exceptional, speaking Spanish or speaking Chinese? Jay Severin, weekdays two to five p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you're listening live and want to use it. I'm Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. And then Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. That's your Saturday lineup on the Blaze Radio Network. No need to, uh, no need. Let me think about it. 
Don't even look. Don't even look twice at the screen. Don't do it. Don't look at the app on your phone. Just stay right there on the Blaze Radio Network, okay? Because we might just have the Blaze Police walking around, and <laughs> you don't want that to happen, okay? About a month ago, I think I. You know what? About a month ago, I told you that I fell. Right, but it was on a Friday night, so I came in here the next day, and I'm, I was man, I slammed my shoulder down. I still, my shoulder is still not right. So, and I talked about it. Uh, I don't know when on this broadcast, but I talked about uh, everything that goes on in my life, and I talked about uh, going for the MRI, which you know the tube couldn't squeeze into the tube; it was too tight, and I was I was in the tube, but my arm was up top, and the other arm was down. And it was just you know, okay, get out of here. And uh, so I went, you know, I had to schedule to go to the open MRI. And so that was yesterday. Yay! And, uh, you know, it's the big circle and you slide in and it's the open is, uh, you know, that's, uh, okay, that's questionable. I get that, you know, it's on the sides and it's open, that's where they get you. But you still, you know, you still slide up under there and that, you know, the machine is right there by your face and you're up in there and, and I, I've had it done to my knees a thousand times, but never went in head first. You can go ahead and write your own jokes. And uh, so I, I laid there, and it's about a 45-minute thing for my shoulder or something like that. And they put you in a thing, and they don't want you know you can't move, and you're just laying there. And pretty soon I get, okay, in there. And I'm, it's at the end where my shoulder is on fire. And I've had just about enough of laying in this little, the open MRI, okay? And uh, listening to a for 30 minutes. And I was like, uh, you know, I've about had enough. All right, well, you got 12 minutes left. Can you make the 12 minutes? Just do it. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll just do that then. Uh, no problem. I'll get you out of there as soon as 12 minutes is up. Yes! Go! Stop talking to me! Oh, okay. No problem, Jeff. Uh, just, uh, we'll get it for you. So, got it done. And, uh, and you know, then I was waiting to tickle. It seemed like forever to get out of that stupid thing because he goes, Okay, that's it. I'll be right in there to get you out of there. Yeah, you can move now. You can move. You, you can move. Uh, no, well, you know what? No, I can't. Okay, I can maybe move my other arm over here a little bit, but I can't because I'm locked in this little brace. And push the button. They should have the remote control button in their little office. Let's get this thing so it slides me the hell out of this thing. Okay? I don't want to wait for you to run down the hall and get a drink of water. So anyway, I'm out of there. And so then I got a call from my doctor's office yesterday, and I was go. I was on my way to uh, my daughter's soccer practice, so I missed the call. So you know, my doc leaves me a voicemail, and I know my doc. I love him. He's a he's a good guy, and I mean, he's a he's turning into a friend. I like him. He's a good guy. Um, I I have confidence in him. His message is, "Hey Jeff, uh, yeah, listen, uh, we got the MRI. Um, we can talk later, or uh, you can give me a call." Uh, you know, got, we got we all got the long weekend, so you can be calling Tuesday if you want. But uh, there's a lot going on in that shoulder, so uh, you might as you might as well just. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I got a couple of uh, I got a couple surgeons I can refer you to. 
uh, orthopedes. But, uh, you know, let's talk on Tuesday, okay? Because uh, you got a lot going on in that shoulder. Oh, just, to, to, you know, send me. Come on. You can't send me a shot of the MRI. Let me see what's going on. I won't have to go in to take a look at it. Come on. So, yay me. Uh, and I've talked to a couple people that have had shoulder surgery, and it ain't fun. And I don't know that I want to do it. But I can't go on living like this, so maybe I just, I don't know. I could do the amputation joke, but nobody would think it was funny. So, I could cut it off, or I could end up having to get the surgery. Damn it. <clears throat> Fine. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Michael Pelk, you're coming up immediately following this broadcast. I'm not sure. There was overheard uh, a couple things that he's possibly giving away on today's broadcast. Uh, someone uh, told me uh, in New York privately that they overheard that he was uh, talking about giving away his thumbtack collection. But that's too... He's not going to be giving away his thumbtack collection. Okay, that's that's a personal prized collection. But I do know uh, that uh, an order was placed, and you know whether it went through and whether it's been shipped or not. But I believe uh, the uh, Stunt Brain tin trash can uh, is uh, is on order. So have his face down at the bottom of the trash can. You'll be able to throw your crinkled paper and trash on Mike's face all day long. You might not. I don't know. You know. You don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm just saying it's possible that he could be giving it away on the Bureau Pelka broadcast today. I don't know. What do I know? 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So, anyway, the good news is, the good news is, uh, my shoulder, that's not Ebola. At least I don't think it is. Otherwise, my doc would have called and he would have said, uh, Jeff, um, you need to be quarantined. You need to quarantine yourself. I'm not going to tell you why, uh, but uh, I'm coming over to the house and uh, I'm bringing some masks and some clothes and stuff. Tell your family to leave. He didn't do that, so I think I'm good. But uh, Jacob on the line from uh, has got some information. Okay, so do we have Ebola in the U.S. now or not? We're offering, in the United States, several hospitals are offering Ebola. You can get the Ebola virus vaccine, and it's a trial. And actually, you can sign up. We have the information on our website, the hospital. Right now, there's the first hospital. There's supposed to be like 40 different locations. You could possibly get it within this year. Um, but that's information we just posted that just came out this week, and nobody's really? talking about it. It's really weird. Ebola vaccine sponsored by Merck. Merck is sponsoring the Ebola virus vaccine in several oh. hospitals in the United States. And the hospital, the doctor that's administrating it, he said 
Uh, after they get the Ebola vaccine, it's not uncommon for several of the people that get it. Um, they will develop some sort of a fever. So, of course. Um, <laughs> but they're not. Are they contagious? Well, he didn't say if they were contagious, but if you go to the CDC website, right, and you read there, Ebola symptoms, fever. I mean, Ebola symptoms is fever. I mean, we're not doctors going to make tell you what's contagious or not, but I mean, it's, that's all information that we have that could find on the internet. So. So how many, how many, you said that there was a number of places in the U.S., where are they at? Well, I, mean, I know, I know that I can go to EbolaOutbreakMap.com. I got it. But you can right. just tell me here, just between you and me. There's one in Fargo, uh, North Dakota, and there's a hospital there. I forget what the name of the hospital is, but it's on the website. And they have two hospital locations in North Dakota. And uh, that's what they're offering, uh, Ebola vaccine, right now this week. They actually got people to sign up for it. And uh, they had a couple of available extra slots available to sign up for that vaccine. And uh, we have that story on there. And that's the only hospital that we're aware of right now. If we get any more news about other locations, we're going to post it. But the story said 40-40 locations. So, like, hmm. So I, wow. I keep an eye on that, What's where other locations are going to offer that. But they said the doctor that's heading up the vaccine study actually have his quote on there. He said the FDA may want to fast track the Ebola vaccine. So this could be like this could be like we don't know. We're only assuming. It, but he says fast track. We're assuming fast track means like could be like giving it to everybody going overseas. Maybe just getting people in the military. Maybe it's well, who knows what whatever whatever his definition of fast track is. I mean, people have different definitions of fast track, but whatever yeah, they that do. is. Well, I'm sure that he's talking about. Uh fast tracking through the uh approval process so okay. they'll yep. the i mean it's very, I, I obviously you and i are just speculating but i'm sure that he's talking about fast tracking the approval process so that um you know they don't have to go through heaven forbid we go through all the trials <laughs> no well, yeah, don't do trials. that yeah that would take how many years would that take yeah and then, correct yeah yeah it would take a long time yeah we yeah, can't have that have that because you know just the news today in the Philippines. I know this is not the United States, but five monkeys got Ebola in the Philippines. So that's that many news today. I was on like CBS or some outlet like that. We put that story on there. So I guess they're experimenting on monkeys. I know they're doing it in England. I know they're for a fact they're experimenting on Ebola and mice in England. For a fact, I have that story. That was like two or three months ago. So I know they're experimenting on Ebola on, on animals. That's a fact. So right. Just don't, all are doing that on animals with so, but this is right, like Jacob. a human, human study in the United States. So I appreciate you talking about it because nobody, nobody's talking about it. It's good. I'm glad I could talk to you about it today in your show. I hope some other I, people pick it up and I, talk I, about it. No kidding. I appreciate it, Jacob. Thank you very much. EbolaOutbreakMap.com. That's good. What we want to do is we want to test it and uh, bring it into the U.S. and uh, test the uh, virus. And uh, we do want to fast track it. We don't want to make it go through all the regular trials. <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid to make sure that it's okay for people. <laughs> so what would you do if I told you, hey, I have got inside information from Disney and they are looking listen I work in Dallas Fort Worth area okay, in Las Colinas 
And I was out and about, and I ran into it, and I said, hey, isn't, aren't those Disney executives? And they said, yeah, they are. So went over, and I started talking to them a little bit, wondering what was going on with them. And they said, well, look, Jeff, uh, you know, we've talked to your boss before. We know you guys are big Disney people. So, uh, I, you know, you can't say anything to anybody. But uh, we're thinking about opening uh, Frontier Disney, DFW. And uh, so, you know, we're just out checking it out. Uh, you know, it's not uh, it's not for sure yet. It's not 100%. But we, we think that, uh, you know, we think it's possible that we're going to be doing this. Would you give me money? Would you give me money? What if I had, what if I told you I could show maps and photographs from uh, Disney? What if I showed you that... Uh, uh, Collin and Denton counties in Texas, uh, were, which is in the Metroplex, are, is that's where it's going to be. What if I told you that, uh, look, we're going to, uh, we know, we know for a fact that they're going to uh, put in the, uh, the toll expressway uh, from DFW, from the airport. So it's going to be a straight shot. And then we can worry about the, you know, the mass transit from the airport. But uh, we're doing it. Okay. Would you give me money? Would you buy land from me? What if I went out to Collin and Denton counties and said, we got a lot of property here. You know, I don't want to get people suspicious. So what I want you to do is I want you to buy this property. And when Disney comes around to build Frontier Disney DFW, they'll buy the property. Well, you'll make out like a bandit. Okay? Yeah, well, a Plano man swindled investors with that exact story. He was sentenced to uh, 17 and a half years in federal prison thomas w lucas jr seven counts of wire fraud one count of lying to the fbi you know i've noticed lately that uh, a lot of people that are getting uh, found guilty in court have that lying to the fbi uh tacked on to their seven counts of wire fraud and one count of lying to the fbi when uh, am I supposed to tell the FBI the truth every time they come around? The Federal Bureau of Investigations? I guess so. It's law enforcement, Jeff. Federal Bureau of Investigations. Can't lie to them. Okay. So anyway, he uh, did that exact same thing and built a bunch of people. Uh, like he... He made, uh, well, it said that he made, I'm confused because it said he built 280 people uh, out of like 20 million or yeah, $20 million. But then it said that he made 400 and some thousand on the land deal. So he was like the real estate guy. He defrauded 80, 280 investors out of about $20 million, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Now, he says he, then he goes on to say he earned 448000 in sales commissions and fees on the land deals. So I don't know if that's pl- on top of the $20 million. I'm not sure where they're getting the $20 million from unless they're saying that these people bought all this property and now the property is worth nothing because really the property isn't worth nothing. Although, you know, out there <laughs> out there in Denton and Collin Counties, there's not a whole lot going on out there yet. But it's possible that it could in the future. I mean, DFW is expanding like wildfire. So it's possible. But I'm confused at where they get the $20 million over the, you know, the, over the six years or so. But for sure, he made quite a bit of money. 
and got some people really mad and investors and the feds don't like you to be defrauding people over like that. So part of the deal is he's got to pay eight and a half million back to some of these people. And I don't know if he has it or not. He's off to federal prison. But just beware when your pal comes up to you and says, hey, listen, I have got some inside information. Okay. It's a Disney theme park in Texas. They're going to call it Frontier Disney DFW. Now, we can go out. We're going to buy some land because I got the inside scoop on where it's going to be so that, you know, when they start buying up land, it's going to be your land that they buy. And they got to build highways and roads, and you're going to make a lot of money. So let's go out and take a look at this property, what you want. Now you take a look at the map here, and you can see exactly this is going to be the strongest property area here. Now, I've only got, look, I've got these investors here. I've only got these few sites left on the strong property because this is the property that the roadway is going to come through, and then the park is going to be right here. So you're going to want to get this part of the of Collin and Denton County under your name because when they start building it, <laughs> Hello, rich person. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Okay. So I am, you know, social media. You love it. You hate it. It's there. Okay. Uh, I like Twitter. I like Facebook. Facebook is starting to grow on me because you do get to, you know, comment a little bit more on things. But Twitter is just fun for me. I love Twitter. And, I, you know, you can get – I follow a lot of news sites and you get a lot of information, a lot of breaking news and uh, live events. I mean, I like Twitter a lot. So plaintiff John Daniel, the operator of Peoria Mayor, uh, at Peoria Mayor, uh, was initially accused of impersonating a public official in violation of Illinois law. He was never charged, but he was arrested and they came into his house and took his computers they took everything okay they were account the mayor uh jim artis come on jim uh he was concerned that the tweets in that account falsely portrayed him as a drug abuser who associates with prostitutes one tweet was concerned he said who stole my crack pipe <laughs> well, why don't you just stop making dumb decisions, Jim? Mayor Artis, okay? But it's over now. It's over, and guess what? The city of Peoria going to pay the man one hundred and twenty-five grand plus all the law fees, plus as part of the agreement. Uh, 
they're going to publish a directive to the police department making it clear that Illinois law criminalizing impersonation of a public official does not include parody or satire. <laughs> Thank you. Now, he, I love his comment. I never dreamed that they would arrest me for a fake Twitter account, but I'm satisfied of the outcome. It was just a joke for me. Okay. I would have got a little bit more, Daniel. I would have held out. Okay, 125 grand plus uh, they got to cover all the legal fees. It's kind of sweet. I'll give you that. But, uh, and it is, by the way, Peoria. So maybe 125 grand is what you get. I mean, that's what he gets. It's over. I love it. So the mayor got his panties all in a bunch because he did something stupid and the Twitter account, oh no, get off the crack pipe. People are going to think that I do drugs. Shut up, Mayor. Shut up. Okay? All right, so much more to come. Wow, this is uh, went by so fast. I've got possibly the dumbest story from Business Insider. And Lisa, E-A-D-I-C-I-C-C-O, must have been hard up for a story. And had to produce one because this is quite possibly the dumbest story. I like Business Insider. I like a lot of the things that they do. This story? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on now. I'll give that to you. Coming up just around the corner on the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Yes, another broadcast day on the Blaze Radio Network. Plenty more to come. Oh, my gosh, like every day on the Blaze Radio Network. Today, Michael Pelka, right after this broadcast, Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. That is your Saturday. Monday through Friday, you've got Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. Monday through Friday. Hello. Sunday, you've got David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. Got a little gun talk, a little Hollywood rewind. Hello. I mean... There's no need to go anywhere else than theblaze.com slash radio or up on iHeart or your own little personal Blaze app. Okay? Yes. There you go. I told you about uh, the son of the slain police officer, Goforth, in uh, Houston and uh, the wearing of his T-shirt, sad but then as I'm teasing, I, I'm looking through some more stories about this, and I, I don't know why I'm, I mean, I'm, I, 
look, the point of the reports of, hey, it's open season on police. Murders are really down or at least flat. They're not up. What are you talking about? We're talking about the rhetoric from you wackos out there talking about it's okay to kill white people and it's okay to kill cops. That's what we're talking about. Okay? Because that just breeds more stupidity. And this is what you get. People walking up behind police officers and shooting them. Agonizing. But then I see, and and don't forget, just a couple of reminders of dumb. Okay? One is the Monica Foy, who, I can't believe how many people care about a dead cop. And no one has thought to ask what he did to deserve it. He had creepy perv eyes. Oh, is that right, Monica? Okay. All right. Well, gee, maybe you should have remembered that, uh, you know, you had an outstanding warrant after you punched a former co-worker in the face. But police were quick to remember that, oh, hey, she's got a warrant. So I know you're still a student at Sam Houston State University, but hey, Forgot about that warrant out for your arrest, but we didn't. So she's been arrested. That's that's good news. Good news. And more stupidity, uh, other than the usual stupidity of uh, people screaming for other people to murder other people. But just insane is really what it is. Absolutely insane. Yes, it's time that we murder those people. Yes, it's time that we murder those people. Our lives are more important than theirs. Really? Okay. Well, then we have Jaxie West uh, Twitter account, uh, which reads, Entrepreneur, leader, challenging you to take you and your business to max potential. Providing the info to help you do that. I focus on strategy, action, and results. And she also claims to have a degree in criminal justice. Okay. She's since she's so tough and ready to take on the world and challenging you and your business to max potential. She's now made her Twitter account private because people started commenting on what an idiot she is. Hey, at Fox News, a black male kills a white cop. Not to be mean, but... Oh, so it makes it okay because she said not to be mean. Not to be mean, but this is what justice looks like. Usually, a white cop kills an hashtag unarmed black male. Really? Jaxi? This is Jackie. J-A-X-I. So cute little J-A-X-I. Cute little name. I do like the uh, tweet from uh, Billy Cox tweets. I've never met a life coach that wasn't an idiot. Here's another example. (laughs) So there you go. Just more examples of craziness. People losing control of of what's right and what's wrong. I, I, I just... It really is turning insane, and I, I'm not. I, I got to stop talking about it because it's gonna. I'm gonna go off the deep end, and then it's not gonna be pretty. So just know that if you are calling 
for the murder, the killing of other people, just because they are other people, you're the one that has the problem. Okay? Just saying. You're the one that has the problem. This is not a crime, but it should be. The crime of being stupid. Jackie West, for example. Crime of being stupid. It isn't a real crime, but it should be. As this particular young man found out, that it's not a crime to take a picture of yourself and put it on Instagram. It's not a crime to take a picture of yourself with a gun and put it on Instagram. But when you're stupid, it should be a crime. Okay? And why, you ask, should it be a crime? Well, if you put a gun to your head and then go to take a picture and shoot yourself in the head, that's dumb. Just saying. Now let's move on to Lisa E-A-D-I-C-I-C-C-O from Business Insider. She must have been up against a deadline. I like Business Insider. And I'm always fascinated by the, you know, the little lists of things that uh, they they always tease me with. Uh, high, the, well, like this headline, 10 things highly successful tech executives do before breakfast. And she specifies tech executives. Now, they always have, I'm fascinated by what uh, some of the, uh, some of the billionaires and, and heads of companies do and how they schedule their time. And they all have, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, and they're very strong, willpowered, and they have very, you know, strict regiments of how they manage their time. Because when you become successful, the only thing that you don't have more of is time. And that's what's most important is time. To any, well, to anyone, really, time is the most important but for slugs like you and me, uh, you know, time is like, oh, is it time to watch Fear of Walking Dead yet? Because I'm just laying here and I could be doing a bunch of other stuff, but my shoulder hurts. So I'm just going to lay here till the show comes on. While people who are <laughs> really successful really wouldn't do that. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess maybe there's a reason that there are successful people and a reason that there are people who aren't successful. So when I see the headline, 10 things highly successful tech executives do before breakfast, I say, oh, cool, that's fascinating. Let's see, you know, what kind of kind of things, you know, if it's different or if they have different structures to their life and what they do and what they focus on. And I read this, and at the end, well, I'll tell you, this is her story, okay? Top 10. 10 things highly successful tech executives do before breakfast. They read. And there's little stories after, but I don't care about her little stories. They send emails. They go running or head to the gym. They endure intense physical activity. They catch up on what's happening in their industry. They meditate. 
They feed their pets. They take a walk. They work from the minute they wake up. They check on how their products are doing. That quite possibly is the dumbest article I've ever seen in my life. There is nothing special about that list at all, and it could be for any American anywhere. There's nothing about special focus. There's nothing about high on demand. They read. They send emails. They go running or head to the gym. They endure intense physical activity. Come on. Lisa. Lisa E-A-D-I-C-I-C-C-O. Come on now. Come on. You're writing stuff for Business Insider. I know you probably had a busy weekend. Maybe you're up partying a little bit. You had a deadline. You had to come up with a story for the site. So, you know, you figured, hey, I know I'll do a story about lists and and highly successful people and tech executives. Yeah, yeah. Nobody does anything about tech executives. Yeah. And we'll make a list of top 10 things they do before breakfast. And it can be the same things that almost everybody in the world does. Won't be anything special. We won't talk about any specific things that they do or specific tech executives, how they handle their day from the time that they get up because people would want to know that and specifically how they handle their time management. No. They read. They send emails. They go to the gym. Stop it. It's quite possibly the dumbest article And it hooked me. I will say that, Lisa. I will say that. The entire article isn't dumb because the headline, if you wrote it, worked. Okay? It worked. You got me. I bet. I bet. I read it. And I actually made it through the first, uh, up to, um, they endure intense physical activity. And that was after your, they go running and head to the gym. So I made it through four. I made it from they read, they send emails, they go running or head to the gym. At that point, I'm like, come on now. And then I go down to they endure intense physical activity. That's when I stopped. I went through the, the rest of them with you. But in my life, I stopped after that. And I thought that is quite possibly the dumbest article I've read in a long, long time. (laughs) Trust me. I've read some dumb articles. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Being rich is wonderful. Is it? Is it wonderful? How often do you think, boy, if I could only win the lottery? It's up to 
$225 million this weekend. I could take, take the cash payout and, you know, maybe it'd be $150 million. Even if it's $100 million, I'd be set. Me and my family would be set. Being rich would be wonderful. I wouldn't have these struggles. Well, actually, you would. You still have the same personal struggles, the same intense family struggles. It just makes life a little bit more bearable that you don't have to worry about paying the power bill. You don't have to worry about making sure that there's enough food in the pantry. You don't have to be worried about, no, we're not going to make that tonight because I've got to save that. We've got to use that two nights later in the week for new and leftovers. It brings a sense of relief that way. There's still plenty of struggles. Well, the man who created, I can't get over the story, the man who created Minecraft and sold it to Microsoft for $2.5 billion. $2.5 billion. And you think, how cool is that? (laughs) 2.5 billion I am living large baby no question about it okay 2.5 billion dollars I know where I would start do you and I'm not talking about a new car big deal new car I remember watching a lady being interviewed if she won the lottery. When I lived in Florida, they at the very beginning of the Florida lottery, they made such a big deal and they would, you know, the lottery would get big and they asked a lady what she would do if she won, you know, the lottery. And it was, you know, well, it wasn't that much money. Uh, the the winner of the lottery was, I don't know, 20 million or something. And great, I know 20 million is a lot of money, but not really. In the the grand scheme of things, 20 million dollars isn't that much. Okay? So she's going to win $20 million. All right. You can do a lot with $20 million. You can set, you know, you can set a lot of people up to be comfortable the rest of their lives. You can be comfortable the rest of your life. And you, and it's fine, right? $20 million. Now, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to have every last thing in the world as you would if you have $2.5 billion. But her answer was, the first thing that she would do is buy a new car. And I thought, wow. That's, I don't know, it it struck me as, here's an everyday person who thinks that she can't have a new car unless she wins the lottery. Wow. That's just amazing to me. Amazing to me. So anyway, this 36-year-old, $2.5 billion. And now... He's sad and lonely because he's got himself this beautiful house. He bought this big mansion in Beverly Hills for $70 million. He's tweeting now, in Sweden, I'll sit around and wait for my friends with jobs and families to have time to do stuff, watching my reflection in the monitor. Found a great girl, but she's afraid of me and my lifestyle and went with a normal person instead. Yeah, I may question that one. 
I'm not sure normal people actually exist, but imbalance is now prevalent concept in my world where inequality is starker than it has been for some years. He complained he made sure the employees were taken care of when he sold Mojang, which was the company that had Minecraft. But they all hate me now. I don't know why they would. I kind of find that hard to believe, but I guess it's possible. Having lived in several countries, it always struck me that if you can find 10 people you really like, you can build a pleasant life anywhere. It's not always easy to find those 10 people. He's now removed from life's usual existences. Seems to be lacking anyone with whom he can be his own self with. Okay, this guy. You know, you say, now people are obviously saying, get a life. Well, I mean, he's obviously trying to get a life, right? He doesn't want, he wanted to get into some kind of, uh, you know, charity, but that's going to bring him into the people who he claims uh, made him sell Minecraft. Well, perhaps there was an issue prior to the whole selling of Mojang and Minecraft. And perhaps maybe you want to get a little help. Okay, Marcus, just a little help. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, I know that you're struggling, you're having a hard time with the $2.5 billion, and I'm sure, you know, okay, so you got maybe what, $1.5 left? I'm willing to take it off your hands so that your life will be better, okay? So, Jeff Fisher, give me a call, you and I can work it out, and I'll take it off your hands, and your life will be better for it, my friend. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. All right, I can't get over Minecraft. I've already thrown the story out, but I can't get over Minecraft, boy. Look, there's a reason. Look, he can go anywhere in the world he wants, right? Anywhere in the world. And it's not like he's the movie star or the rock star or the TV superstar. It's not like he's the person that can't go out in public without being recognized. Nobody knows this guy. Okay, so I mean, the reason he's got this beautiful seventy million dollar home is you know they want to share with friends. Apparently, he's struggling. Nobody, nobody can come over. They've all got to, whatever. I tell you what, if they've been friends of yours for a long time, give them a couple of million, so they don't have to have a stupid job, and then they can come over when you want them to. Right? You say here, here's a couple million. Take care of your family, and then, you know, come by every couple days and say hi and have swim in the pool, whatever. You know, then he's worried about, I'm sure he's worried about, well, if I do that, then what do they, do they just like me for my money or are they my friend? I got news for you, pal. $2.5 billion? <laughs> And not a lot of people only like you because you're such a nice guy. Okay. So anyway, so 
I mean, he can go anywhere in the world he wants. There's a reason why, uh, you know, famous people that get recognized out in public all the time build and buy these huge homes that are fortresses. It's so that they can, you know, have some semblance of life without being infringed upon by all the people that want to have time with them. Look, that's the price you pay for fame and stardom. You want, you love, you know, the the money. And the freedom that you can go anywhere in the world you want is cool. But the throwback is, is that, you know, a lot of times you get recognized and you've got cameras in your face and you've got to, you know, you've got to stop and say hello and, and move on where, you know, and you, a lot of times the famous people lose their, you know, in touch with the people because there's, they just won't leave me alone. Uh Uh-huh. That's good. When they start leaving you alone, you won't have any money. So he doesn't need this fortress to live in, right? He can go anywhere that he wants to in the world. My gosh, you go any two point five billion dollars. I got maybe you got maybe he's got some mental problems anyway, right? He had struggles anyway, so you know he sold the company and he feels like they made him sell the company for two point five. You know, for they made him sell the company that he loved. He built. I mean, think of it. Minecraft is everywhere. It was a huge, a great thing. And, you know, it's his baby, right? And you can see where if he was struggling with some sort of uh, mental issue to begin with, he would be really sad that, you know, he got talked into selling his baby. Okay, well, create a new baby. All right, you know, a lot of, maybe he's a one-trick pony, I don't know, but create a new baby. Right? You got Minecraft, you created this wonderful thing. Some people disagree and say it's not a wonderful thing, but you created this thing that's huge. If you if you are not lived in a hole, you know what Minecraft is around the world. There's toys. I mean, it's huge. And so, okay, create something else. Focus your time creating something else. But you've got this. You've got this. You're able to do that now. And what it just it's just a fascinates me, fascinates me because you're still. I know he's got all the struggles that he always had, but he's traveling the world and he's so sad and he can't find a girlfriend because she left me. Look, I got news for you. She left you not because of that. She left you because you're some kind of freak that's always wandering around going, nobody likes me. I've only got two point five billion dollars. Nobody likes me. I've only got. I mean, she's. I mean, if I'm her, I'm like, okay, shut up. Okay. I got you. Shut up. I don't want to hear it anymore. And on the flip side of that, why would she leave him? <laughs> I mean, stick around for a little cash, right? I mean, it's just me? No. Okay. No problem. But then I was asked, what would you do? I mean, really, what was to be the one thing? Because $2.5 billion, you know, there's a lot of people that make a couple hundred million uh, you know, when you get to the point of, um, you know, the, there's there's levels of 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 rich, right? There's levels of rich. So if you're, you know, maybe there's the hundred million dollar mark. I was trying to think maybe what the mark is. Maybe the the fifty to a hundred million mark where that's really good, but it's not overly rich, right? And then you've got the then you go from when you hit about two hundred and fifty million to maybe a billion dollars a year in that you know maybe two hundred and fifty to five hundred million that's another level 
and then once you hit that billion dollar mark, that's a level. Then now you've now you're done, right? I mean, there's nothing you can't really do. Uh, the money is working for itself. You're working. You're, you know things are happening. And yes, you could, I guess, theoretically lose it, but probably not. And you've reached the point where the dollar it mean it's worth the same, but it's not really the same because it's you know you're doing whatever you can do. You you do what you want to do. You go where you want to go. Your time is your time. You're focused. You know, time is the most important thing. So you're traveling when you can travel. You have your private, uh, you know, your private transportation so that when you need to go somewhere, you go. You don't wait. And that probably started back at about the 200 million, maybe 100 million mark. You know, when you get start getting that, you've got time is of the essence. Time is the most important thing you can have. That's worth the most. So you can't wait around in a TSA line for an extra hour and a half. That hour and a half is important time. You can't just wait in line taking your shoes off and waiting to, you know, fly to Des Moines. You know, if you need to go to Des Moines, you get in the plane, you go to Des Moines. You get done with your business, you get on your plane, you get out of there. And so, I don't know. I just It just fascinates me how... I don't know what the first thing is. Well, I do know what the first thing is I would purchase. And it ain't a new car. All right. Although, you know, my my Volkswagen bug is still chugging along pretty good and it'll be time to get rid of it when I when I, you know, hit that two hundred million dollar lottery and get a new get a new, you know, maybe a new Volkswagen bug or you know, you don't know. You might get a VW van or something. But you know, it'd be more of you're going to set up your family, right? You're going to set up trust funds and set up your family so that they are going to have to be okay. So you don't have to worry about that. That's done, right? And then you can take care of yourself. Let's take care of them. Let's get them straightened out so that in the next, you know, 100 years, they're good. And it's because of you. And you got it all worked out. So you say, here you go. This is what your deal is. Here's what's happening. I love you. Boom, you're done. Now you take care of you and you move on, right? Anyway, we have. I've got so many great stories today, and I get to nothing. I get to nothing. I've got some great tech stuff. I've got some great, some great crime stories. Oh my gosh, some great crime stories. I wanted to kind of get to um, the transgendered stuff. I mean, I don't know. We're gonna, you're gonna get Planned Parenthood. You're gonna get presidential race and trump and you're going to get everybody telling you hillary said she's sorry for the confusion that her private emails shut up you're sorry oh that makes it all better then sorry didn't mean to back up over your kid's foot sorry i know it's crushed forever it makes it all better sorry sometimes sorry ain't enough you can write that down you can quote me on that okay quote jeff fisher sometimes Sorry ain't enough. Okay. And then you could do, you know, we got the transgender stuff and you've got the, you know, you've got the kid in Missouri and you've got the San Francisco elementary schools shutting down, you know, making the uh, all purpose bathrooms. I just, I can't take it. I really can't take it. You've got the lady going to jail for not wanting to issue same-sex marriage licenses. I mean, okay, 
So I got it. She doesn't want to do it. And it's her religious liberty. And we're pissed. And should she go to jail? No. No, she shouldn't go to jail. She should have been probably fired or given another job with the state if we can't fire her because of the unions. Right? And her line about, you know, I've been a great employee. I've always been a good worker. Yeah, well, you know, everybody is. I know it sounds cold, but everybody's a good employee until they're not. Right? And sometimes, you know, you signed up to do a job and the job changes and that's not the job you signed up to do. And if you can't move on and you can't adapt, then move on to quit. Go to another job. Or ask to be replaced. Don't I mean, I, I'm not sure what's standing in the... I, I know you got to take a stand. I got it. Never again is now. I got it. You have to take a stand. You got to be who you are. You got to know who you are. But I don't know. Sometimes it just seems like there are some fights that aren't worth the time and energy. What do I know? Okay. All right, we'll get to those. I've got some future stuff. I've got some new oh, some new some new future stuff. You know what? We'll do that next. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. All right, I know that there's, look, we got all kinds of stuff, uh, new stuff to talk about, um, futuristic stuff, stuff that's ready for the future. My favorite, you know, uh, my favorite, which I believe should have been uh, invented a long time ago, and it should have been invented by uh, moi, but uh, the Illumable, uh, the Toilet Bowl Nightlight, uh, genius. And it changes colors to a genius. So, uh, great. Well, I want one in my home. I will have one in my home. The Illumable. Okay? I don't care. I don't care. Money is not an object with the Illumable. Okay? <laughs> We've got the drone submarine. I'm sure the drone sub. I can't believe. I mean, that is cool. It starts off. It goes underwater. Really cool. And I'm sure we need it since we've spotted uh, Russian spy ships and the uh, Chinese warships off our coast on both sides of the United States. That can't be bad thing, right? When China and Russia are just off our coast with their warships and their subs and everything, that can't be a bad thing. No, they're friends. They're friends. But it's all going on while our president is up in Alaska hawking global warming and climate change. So I feel good. I feel good that we're everything is fine. Everything is fine. Don't you worry about it one little bit. Don't don't worry about that at all. Okay? You've got the uh you know the big studies are talking about the baby monitors are the mo- the worst thing ever. They get hacked by everything. I mean, that's because people want the cameras and they want to see their babies. Just, you know, here's an idea. Uh, when they're a little baby and they're in their crib, perhaps you put them, I don't know, in the same room you're sleeping in. And so when they wake up, uh, there it is. They're right there. If you need a little speaker, okay, 
There's plenty of little baby monitors that are little speakers. You don't need a camera. Okay? Uh, I don't know. It's just me. You know, maybe you have a two-room bedroom where the crib is in the other room, but it's in the same room because it's an open doorway, kind of a breezeway or something. So they're right there uh, when you hear it. Um, you know, so they're right there. I remember thinking, uh, <laughs> I remember when, uh, my oldest son was a little baby and we were, went through the class and they said, well, when they start crying, the best thing to do is, you know, don't just get right up and get them, let them cry for a little bit because when you, when they cry for a little bit and then they realize that you're not going to get up and help them, they'll just roll over and go back to sleep. And I'll never forget my wife and I, my first wife and I, laying in bed listening to uh, little Elvis cry in his crib. And we're thinking, no, 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 don't get up. No, he's just going to roll right back over and go to sleep. And uh, <laughs> and he was crying. And he was you could tell he got up. He was standing up kind of in his crib with his hands out the side of the crib. And at one point, you felt him realize that we were not going to get up and get him. And I... He threw such a little baby fit. It was, I'm still laughing about it today. It was great. So perhaps some of the experts don't know everything. Just a thought for me. Maybe they just don't know everything. It's just me, though. A great story out of Canada. Could have happened here in America. Calgary woman has her car stolen, and it's returned to her by the police. They call up, say, hey, we've got your car down here in the lot. Come and get it. Congratulations. She picks it up. She goes out to pick up her car in the lot, and she sees a envelope with some drugs in it <laughs> in the cup holder. So instead of going, hey, okay, got to go. Talk to you later, officers, and drives away, she says, she comes back, and she says, um, should I do something with the drugs in the front of the car? And the cop says, I just throw it on the ground. Just get rid of it. Go ahead. She goes back to it. It's got guns. It's got more drugs in it. And finally, you know, she turned it all into the cops. Why? My question is, why? Why? I mean, it was there for you to take. Why wouldn't you? It's already cleared by police for you to take. Why? Why? And I have plenty more stories that I have the question why with that'll have to wait. Have to wait because this broadcast is over and Puro Pelka is sitting back there going, hey, shut up, fat man. My show is coming on. So that's it. It's over. Except I want to be sure. Has anyone told you you look good yet today? No? Well, you do. You look great. I mean that. You look great. Except uh, you're not... We're going to wear that thing all day, are you? This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.